welcome to the first episode of Explore Being Outdoors with Claire Bright. And today I'm joined by Gina Bradfield-Fox, Managing Director of the not-for-profit organisation, the Outdoor Guide Foundation. This is an organisation linked to the Outdoor Guide, a walking resource set up with Gina's sister, Julia Bradbury. On the Outdoor Guide website, accommodation, walks and pit stops allow keen walkers to plan their whole outdoor journey. These include wonderful accessible walks for all those including those with wheelchairs, bicycles and pushchairs. It is an extensive and such an amazing resource to have for anyone planning a walking trip. Aside of this incredible achievement, Gina had a dream to ensure that all children can access the outdoors and set up the amazing Outdoor Guide Foundation, which provides Wellington boots, waterproof trousers and waterproof coats for schools at cost price. Welcome, Gina, to the podcast. Hello, Gina. Thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Um, So I'll just start by your amazing organisation that you set up. What inspired you to decide to set that up? Well, I think I have to um, hats off to my sister, Julia Bradbury, who is known as uh, an, uh, the outdoor sort of guru that, uh, that she is. Yeah. And over the years, we've, we've built up a website called The Outdoor Guide, which is all about inspiration, about getting outdoors and so on. And then during COVID, one of the things that was um, very apparent and that everybody valued so much was getting outside. But I did a bit of research and a scary fact is, is that a lot of young children get outside less than prison inmates, which is a scary statistic. And one of the things that is a barrier for children to get outside, young children I'm talking about, is that they don't have the right kit. So they get wet, they get cold, and that makes them miserable. So I thought, here we are as a nation, the government, my sister, telling everybody to go outside, hug a tree. It's good for your mental health. You know, take your 20 minutes or whatever it was to get some fresh air. And I then knew that there would be a large proportion of young people who would not be able to get outside because they hadn't got the kit. So I then started thinking, well, how could I get kits to these kids and I thought well the best people to get the kit to would be the schools so then I sort of set about well how can I raise money Mm -hmm. to buy the kit I did a a, you know I contacted a kit company told them what I was trying to do they said they would give it to me at a a cost price they said that I went to Dunlop wellies they said that they would supply me with the welly boots at a cost price I went to a warehouse who said that they would store it, pick it, pack it and send it out Amazing. at a cost price. So everything, I managed to put the whole, all the bricks in place. And then, you know, my job really, which is the hardest job, is now raising the money to buy the kits. And my aim is to donate 10 sets of waterproof jackets, trousers and welly boots to every state primary school in the UK, which at the moment is about 20,000. And it's, I think by the time it's finished, it will be probably a seven or eight million pound project. Wow. If I can last that long to do it. So in one one pack, are we talking about 
waterproof coat what else is included so in the pack? so what i try to do is is do 10 different sizes or varying sizes of 10 jackets 10 pairs of trousers and 10 pairs of welly boots yeah that can be mixed and matched mm-hmm. to suit you know the the, the child what it, kind of ages normally four to eleven oh, primary okay. school primary school um but also you know um I can. I'm trying to raise money to give them free, but equally, if a, if somebody has money mm-hmm. and they want to buy them, I will get them for them at cost price as well, so that it's not just waiting for me to raise the money. If they've got money from their mufti day or their wear their own clothes day, and they've got a bit of money in the pot, then I'm more than happy to facilitate to save the the, the staff of the school having to try and source 10 sets of the same because otherwise the kids all end up in different coats different you know and and it's all over the place these are and that's really useful for any school yes if they have any spare funding you know they've had a pta yeah or they have uh, raised fundraising yeah and they want to get one kit that lasts a long time that they can have in the school yes fantastic yes um rather than you know, hoping that everyone has the kit available because obviously we take for granted that a child can afford a coat or a Wellington boots. Mm. But obviously it's not always affordable for them to do that. No, and it's not the priority because in a lot of families, you know, we know, we know and we, you've got children, I've got a 24-year-old now, but they grow so quickly. So whereas a parent might buy a coat and a pair of wellies within four to six weeks or six to eight weeks they've outgrown them so then they've got to start again and they're not small items they're big ticket items so if the school has them it means that every child regardless has the opportunity to go outside and play which is invaluable because we know that being outdoors is one of the most valuable things that you can have and it's it's priceless you know, you've got the fresh air, you've got the playground, you've got the puddles, you've got the sticks, you've got the leaves. You don't need much more to for a kid to be able to have a good time. It just gives them that stepping stone yeah. to allow them to have the access yeah. they need. Yeah. The rest, the outdoors, is completely free from that on moment exactly. onwards. Exactly. Um, it's breaking down that barrier. Yes. And one of the things I really loved was your sister website um, as well, the Outdoor Guide. Um, And that also has accessibility um, within it, ingrained within its kind of values. Um, There's journeys for wheelchairs, bicycles and also push chairs. Yes, Um, yes. which is expanding all the time. That, That site, the Outdoor Guide, is growing constantly i mean at the moment you know we had the pandemic but it was already built to a very high level you know before the pandemic so now we're just growing it even more and we're doing a whole section called roots for little boots which is all for children which then we can advise schools where we've given the waterproof wellies that you can go on the website, which is free, mm-hmm. and find routes that you could take the kids on. So it's so they could search an area yes. or a region yes. that they would want to walk in yes. and plan a route accordingly. Yes. yes. Um, and can people upload their own walks to the website no, too? No, because otherwise we would end up with 
I know this happened to somebody that has got a site that people could upload their own. They got my walk to the bus stop, which uh, they might find interesting, but you and I might not. Yes. No, they're curated walks mm-hmm. that are that we can we we try to we're, they're tried and tested. We've got the resources to be able to and the knowledge to know that they're reliable and they are where they are and they do what they do and then we combine like a pub and a toilet and a car park or a national trust property or so something else all the useful pit stops stops, what would we do without t and k yeah pit stops (laughs) stay you know and all the use train station and so on and so forth so it's a one-stop shop for just family friendly walks basically. anyone who wants to go outside yeah, yeah. it's obviously also really useful if you're going on holiday anywhere and yeah. you you know pick a select a region that you want to go for a walk you you know where to go because you're guided yeah. so that's yeah. really really helpful yeah. in terms of um your organization um and moving forward um how can local communities how can companies get involved in terms of raising funds to help other schools in their community so for example like a local news agent wanted to help a school up the road to get equipment and kits how could they well go they would just have to email me and then i will facilitate all of that and then the school will know that the, it is the local chip shop or news agent that has actually donated the kit to the to the school so then and they get a certificate to show that, and then the the business gets a certificate wow. to show what that what they've done, so that they take the credit for it, and they know that their their funds where their funds are going. Because I think with a lot of donations and foundations and charity, your money gets put into a pot, and you you know that it's doing good. But is wouldn't it be nice to say, well, actually, my business provided the, the, the those 10 sets for that school and it might be if it's a news agent that those kids in that school go into that news agents yeah. and buy sweets or yeah. whatever milk so that it's 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 circular economy it makes it more meaningful yes it does um, it's definitely. circular as well it's 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 paying it forward i've got this great phrase which is you pay it forward so equally if i've given 10 sets to a school because i've raised the money Ideally, what I'd like is that school to say, well, actually, thank you for those schools. When we've got funds, we'll buy 10 sets and we'll give those to the school down the road. Absolutely. So we're working collaboratively. Um, And there are many different funding opportunities. Say, for example, a school regularly every term, they did a Mufti Day. Yeah. They could think, well, actually, we need to work maybe on our outside education a little bit more. Maybe we need some equipment to help us with that. And they could use that to yeah. work with yes. you on that. Yes. Um so I just want to ask you about what, what you think the impact that your organization you think has had so far since implementing it. Um well we know I mean from the from the the foundation website I mean I upload all the comments and everything from the schools and 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 I know for a fact they've been life changing. Wow. Um enabling you know children in every class there is just there's no excuse now for every kid to be able to get outside. And the teachers just can say, don't worry, Claire, you know, you haven't got your coat, but we've got them. Yeah. Here you are, pop this on with the trousers over your skirt and 
you know, your welly boots and away you go. So it, and, and, and the schools, a lot of the schools have written to me and sent photographs and thanked us and thanked the company that has donated the money. Yeah. Um, which I then pass on to the company. And to say that it is, it has changed. changed. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's just giving that opportunity for a child, you know, because yeah. if they didn't have a coat, they might, you know, feel really embarrassed about that, might not feel comfortable. It's well, taking, just it's taking away that anxiety, it isn't is. it? Yeah. So yeah. that they all can take part. Absolutely. It's um, about inclusivity, which mm-hmm. is why the website, the Outdoor Guide, has got wheel friendly walks. It's to try and, I'm trying to, I'm not being all things to all men, but I am trying to bring awareness of things it's that idea of making everyone welcome in the outdoors that it's a space for everyone not just the few who can afford the equipment they need and with with the waterproof and wellies if there's a special needs school i've got capes instead of the jackets and trousers because if a child is in a wheelchair it's quite awkward to try and dress them. Right. Whereas if you've got a waterproof cape that you can just pop over the top, it's that makes all the difference. Makes all the difference. So I've got a I, I've sourced capes, and we give capes instead of the suits. Wow, I think you've 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 I mean, fantastic! You've gone to so much trouble to make this a, such a life changing thing for so many people. Um, I just want to thank you so much for meeting with me, Gina. And um, I know that the organisation organization is going to go from strength to strength. I hope so. Yeah. Only with help from people like you, Claire. I can't <laughs> do it. Although I taught the talk, it's uh, it's an uphill struggle. Um, you know, raising money in today's times is yeah, hard. But at least I can guarantee that the money, where the money's going and... You know, with everybody's help, hopefully we will be able to make the outdoors accessible for all. Absolutely. And um, at the bottom of the podcast, you'll be able to have links to both websites. Um, And of course, if you have any more questions, please feel free to contact Gina um, and she can help you with any more information. Absolutely. Gina, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank Thank you. you. That was an amazing conversation with Gina from the Outdoor Guide Foundation. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, Explore Being Outdoors with Claire Bright. And wherever you are, enjoy being outdoors. Thank you for listening.